Welcome to 10 Minute TechCom. This is Ryan Weber at the University of Alabama in Huntsville, and I had a lot of fun talking with today's guest. My name is David Nunez. Uh, you can call me Dave, most people do. And I currently head up the tech writing org at Stripe. I was at Uber before doing the same thing, been a, a tech writer or docs manager my whole career. Live in Southern California with my wife and two kids. Dave is the co-author of the book Docs for Developers, along with Jared Batty, Zachary Sarah Corleason, Jen Lamborn, and Heidi Waterhouse. In the interview, we talk about how developers and beginning tech writers can write better documents, how you can understand your audience, and how in the world you actually measure the success of documentation. I hope you enjoy the interview. David, thanks for joining us on the podcast. I'm really happy to have you here to talk about the book that you co-authored with a few other people. And what I was interested in first is, you know, this book is called Docs for Developers. And I was curious about why you decided to write a book that was specifically focused on docs for developers. Sure. And uh, yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Well, we actually didn't start with this targeted focus on developers. We all agreed that we wanted to write something simplified, short, and digestible. We knew there were a ton of great books out there already on taking technical writers and making them better technical writers or showing like advanced concepts. And we were constantly seeing people that were needing support at the step before that, which is like, I need docs, I want people to use my software, or my manager or somebody at my company needs me to write docs, like I don't even know where to begin. So we had this working title in our heads of minimum viable documentation that one of the authors had been bouncing around as a concept for a long time. We all love that idea. We didn't think it would it would be a great book title, but we love that idea. And developers are are the ones facing that challenge the most of like, I know I need to make docs. I want them to be good. I don't know where to start. Their goal isn't to be a great tech writer. Their goal is to get people to use their software. So as we got further along, we actually decided to make that trade-off of like, okay, this book is actually for developers. The narrative arc we put in, in the book uh, was developer focused about a lead engineer at a at a small startup trying to to launch their product. One of the authors came up with that snappy title really late in the process, and so we just like owned it and said, okay, this this book is for for developers. And you know, retroactively, we've applied this mission of like there's there's so much software in our in our lives, and if developers are writing better documentation, everybody wins as users and as tech writers. So that was the angle we were going for, and and yeah, developers have been pretty receptive to it, so we're excited. That's great. That's great. Can I ask a question to kind of clarify the audience? So is this a book for if you're a developer, like all the docs that you need to write in the development process, or if you're a developer and you don't have tech writers, and you kind of have to fill that role, if that distinction makes sense? Yeah, and it's it's mostly the second one that you mentioned, which is like, they have to play the tech writer role, because a lot of times tech writers are a luxury and you don't get to have a tech writer until you get to a certain size of a company. And there's so many open source developers out there or uh, people contributing to open source or people at small startups where you don't have a tech writer, but you you won't, you need to make great docs for your, uh, for your software to be usable. So that type of audience is what we had in mind. Great. But it sounds like a lot of the advice could be applicable to like, if I'm a new tech writer at a company, it still would be a book I could learn from. Absolutely, yeah. And I think the secondary audience we had thought of is the the junior writer, especially where you're coming into a company and you're really at the mercy of what this company's tools are, what their norms are, what their culture is, what their project management philosophy is. And that really shapes like your tech writing experience. And so 
we tried to avoid those details because it's so different in every environment and just focus on like the core principles. So it's definitely for people that are new to tech writing or looking at like taking this developer lens and seeing what the what the principles are that are really like the distilled most important things to focus on. So you've mentioned a few, but what kinds of challenges do developers face when they're trying to create documents? Yeah, I think that's changed for the better over the years. When I first started, I think the biggest challenge was a lot of developers, they were reluctant to work on documentation. I don't think it was necessarily that they they didn't want to do it or they didn't think it was important, but they're just there wasn't a lot of support organizationally that I saw. There were there weren't a lot of surveys coming out from Stack Overflow and GitHub saying like, hey, developers are struggling. This is really important. So I think reluctance used to be the biggest challenge, confusion about what good looks like. And over the past uh, few years, I've seen more and more that the biggest challenge that they're having is like, how do I make good documentation? Like they're, they're thinking about the structure, they're thinking about the voice, um, they're thinking about the, the content types. That's what this book was trying to introduce is like, okay, you, we all agree. And the, the reader agrees, they want to write good documentation. They're here, they're, they're bought in. Now, like, how do we show them how to write prof- more professional, structured documentation? So I think that's the biggest challenge is like trying not to do too advanced, like expert documentation, but like make it good. And so introducing those concepts, like learning how to not just brain dump everything that they know about their software, but actually putting it into a structured manner, the, knowing which content types to use, knowing how to measure the quality and then knowing how to like structure that into a into a certain information architecture. So it sounds like this is good news and the developers are no longer like, I'm not going to do this. And now we're in the phase where they're like, okay, I, I, I have to, do, I mean, I want to, but I'm willing to do this. How do I do this well? Yeah. And I think actually it's kind of flipped because I think the common opinion in in the developer community, whether it's like in the tech industry or in open source or academics, like most developers are going to say that documentation is important. So I think even if people don't like it or don't want to do it, they don't want to be the minority and saying like, oh, I don't I don't want to do this. So whether it's like they're motivated or, or they're unmotivated, like I think the general consensus is that it's important. That was the the benefit of this like book doing uh, the timing of this book is like, okay, now we don't have to convince them this is important, but like they're here to, to understand how to do it. Mm-hmm. Great. So your book starts with a section on um, knowing your audience. So what are some strategies for developers or really anybody to better understand who their audience is and what they need? The ultimate heuristic is being able to just listen to your users directly and like internalizing their needs. Like the best thing you can do is make sure that it's meeting the objective that you you set for that audience. So whether it's installing the software or accomplishing certain use cases, like making sure that you are following what they need, not what your intentions for the software. I mean, there's there's trade-offs to make, but ultimately you want to understand like what are they looking to get out of your software or your product or your features and like are you meeting those needs with the documentation? So there are all these fancy ways you can like do user research, but ultimately, uh, as I've worked at small startups and big companies, like just talking with them and and asking them what they need and and talking through their thought process and seeing what their use cases are that i think is the most important piece of it your book kind of follows like a writing process do you recommend a particular sort of writing process approach for developers working on these kind of docs yeah that's a great question i'm glad you asked it because we put a lot of thought into the order of the of the book because we did want to recreate that like 
okay, developers are going to, if they're writing high quality documentation, they're doing it in, in conjunction with the development process. They're not bolting it on at the end. We agonized over the order of like, okay, where are you going to start? Obviously, it's understanding what your audience needs and then drafting it all the way to publishing and organizing the structure. I think that's the important part is to think of the documentation throughout the research and development lifecycle and not just wait until the end. It's going to be a lot of a lot more little steps, but you're ultimately going to have higher quality content. And I think you you save yourself time and, and energy in the end if you're doing it in parallel. Well, I imagine you might learn a lot more about your software doing the documentation along the way in the sense that you might realize, well, this the way we set this up is difficult to document, which means it might not be set up that well. Or, you know, where there's in, inconsistent vocabulary throughout this software, whatever it is, it seems like that might be a possibility if you do the tech writing all along. Yeah, that's a great point because... That's the beauty of doing the documentation along the way is you're representing what your software does. And the best way to get feedback on that, on what your software does is through the documentation. And it allows you to constantly check your assumptions because the trap we fall into is we know we have like our documentation can be complex and we think we know what the most complex aspects are for our users. And we could spend a lot of time trying to explain those concepts, but I've even seen like, okay, we're trying to introduce, we're trying to document something really complex. Let's make sure we get it right. And we do user research and actually they understand the concepts. It's, we named some objects weird or we named some features weird and that's what's tripping them up. And if you get to the point where, you know, you don't ask those questions and you're about to like ship this, this product, like those names are already codified. They've been approved by legal. They're in the marketing materials. It's really hard to, to walk that back. So these are things, you know, you can you can fix instantly if you do this user research early on. And that's just one example. There are a lot of things that you can discover early on if you're writing the documentation in conjunction, letting your users see it and give you feedback. So your book ends or towards the end, there's a section on measuring documentation quality. And that's one of the big things you seem to be interested in here is how do I know that my documentation is any good. So what kinds of strategies do you recommend to find out, you know, is is my documentation good in the sense I imagine that it's meeting my users' needs? That is the toughest question for docs people. Like if you really want to tongue-tie somebody, including me, just ask like, hey, how do you measure success? How do you know it's working? Because it's really hard. So much of it is subjective and your audiences get multiple types of audiences. So you don't know like if, if you're solving it for everybody or if you're taking care of one subset of your audience, but not another. And I've had to learn this over my career to not fall into this trap of like, you spend too much time agonizing over the, over the metrics, but ultimately you want to make sure that is it accomplishing the goal that the document set out to accomplish? And so we spent a lot of time as co-authors talking about all the fancy ways that we've used metrics to, to measure success. But ultimately we converged on simplifying like, okay, what are the basics? Make sure it's complete. Make sure it's easy to read. Make sure the steps work. Again, I've worked at small companies and I've worked at big companies and currently, like I have every metric you can imagine for documentation, and that's really helpful with large numbers. But the most important thing that we still do and that you need to do to measure the effectiveness of your documentation is do the steps work? You can do that yourself. Like, are the steps actually going to complete this task that you set out for the user? And also, is it easy to follow. So these, again, are like qualitative things you can do just talking to users, going through it yourself. We talk about friction logs in the book. Actually, the best 
advice that I got from it, and it wasn't even somebody in, in docs, it was an engineering leader, was like, just give somebody that fits the audience type that you're looking for your document, have them read it, um, especially if it's, you know, conceptual type of document, and explain it back to you. Like, are they hitting the concepts you care about most? What are they confused about? Keep refining that until you get, you know, they're getting what you you set out for them to get. And that will take you 90% of the way there. Like if you just focus on that, that qualitative aspect, like you're really going to have a solid base. And then you can start looking at some of the data science around it. Like how quickly are they integrating with your product? How how are they finding your information? What is the, the user journey? Are they bouncing between links or bouncing between pages? Really, I found, you know, the qualitative aspects are usually the most important things for software documentation. Real quickly, you mentioned, did I hear you right? Friction logs. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Can you explain what that is? That's not a term I've heard. Ah, so uh, yeah, this is where you go through a flow in your documentation or use case for your software, and you just create a log of all the friction you encountered. And this could be non-friction too. Like, okay, it was really easy to sign up. It was really easy to enter my credentials. But this link takes me to a dead page or this particular table was confusing. I wasn't sure what the intention was. And so you're just like stream of consciousness, putting yourself in the shoes of a user and explaining all the friction you encountered. So I've heard of this uh, referred to as keystroke testing too. Like you just literally follow all the keystrokes in your doc and you write down the things that were confusing because the trap that we can fall into as documentarians is like, Oh, well, I just own the content part. If there's a link broken in the dashboard or there's an incorrect, like, you know, field name changes or a button's not working, like that's on the, the engineering team that, that works in the dashboard, but it's all the same to the user. So that friction log is really important to look at end to end. Okay, what does the guide ask me to do? Where's all the friction that I encountered? And then what can I do to improve the document that I have control over? And then which aspects do I need to go talk to the product team to have them improve the product? So yeah, it's a really really easy exercise that uh, you can do yourself. You can have an engineer do and you find all the little trap doors and hiccups that uh, a user encounters and smooth them out over time. Well, hey, thank you, Dave. I really enjoyed hearing what you have to say. Congratulations on the book. I'm glad people are responding well to it. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on again.